0: did y'all hear? Prairie Bible Church is throwing a party. Did you know that? We are. We're throwing, and everybody here is invited. In fact, everybody out there is invited too. You see, about a year and a half ago, um, there was a small group of Christians that gathered just west of here uh, in a barn um, on a gravel road to worship the Lord. And over the course of These last months, Prairie Bible Church has grown into you. And um, on June 9th, what we're going to be doing is, we're going to be meeting back at that same property, and we're going to have a party. That day we're going to baptize people. Anybody that really wants to be baptized in a horse tank, we'll do it for you. Or if you just want to be sprinkled, we'll sprinkle you too. And we're going to be receiving um, um, our first group of official members of Prairie Bible Church on June 9th as well. And we're going to culminate the whole thing with a, a good old-fashioned church picnic out, out there at the barn, and, and I pray and hope that you all will consider, um, as we take this journey in these next six weeks, whether or not God is calling you to be a part of that. So um, what we're going to be doing today is we, well, first of all, let me say, if you were with us, last March we had a, an all-church meeting. And at that all-church meeting, we laid out for you a process for church membership that we have adopted here at at Prairie Bible Church. But because we've never done it before, we made the decision that we were going to practice the process right here in worship uh, for the next six weeks. We're going to end the the title of my sermon series is the one, two, threes of PBC. Get that? All right. And um, we're going to just be looking at the core values and the the beliefs or the doctrinal beliefs. What do we believe here at Prairie Bible Church? What, what beliefs about God do we embrace and live into here at Prairie Bible Church so that once you've heard this whole series and you feel called and comfortable with this is what I believe and this is what I want to be, that's when June 9th rolls around and we'll be celebrating. So what we're going to be doing today is we're going to start with probably um, the most fundamental belief of Christianity, not just a Prairie Bible Church, but of Christianity, and that is a belief in something called the Trinity. Now, what is the Trinity? Well, basically what the Trinity is, it is the belief that there is one God that expresses himself in three different ways. Traditionally, the way we, we understand the three different uh, expressions of God is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. But the fact of the matter is that each one of these expressions of God, um, there's a purpose in each one of these different expressions of God. And because I don't have time this morning to unpack all of that for you, we're going to start with God the Father, the way you have, we have traditionally referred to as God the Father. And I want you to hold on to your socks, okay? Because you may think this is foundational and basic stuff, and you don't really need, you there's nothing you're going to learn. It's just going to be a review, a, review, a review of all the things that you've already known. But there's a possibility this morning that you might learn some things that you've never heard before that might knock your socks off if you're not careful. For example, did you know that the Bible teaches that or refers to God both as a father and a mother? Did you know that? You say, no way, pastor, I've never heard that. It's all throughout the Bible. In um, Genesis, first book of the Bible, Genesis chapter 1, verse 27, for example, it says that God created human beings. God created us in his own image. Both male and female, God created us. Well, that that right there kind of gives you the inclination that, that, that there is both female and male aspects of who God is but that's not good enough for you i bet because you're thinking well that that doesn't that doesn't say that it ever refer to god as mother well how about this one Deuteronomy 32 verses 11 and 12 says this it says that god is like a mother eagle that god is like a mother eagle that stirs up her nest and hovers over her young and spreads out her wings and catches them on her pinions god is like a mother eagle now, that verse or passage all by itself deserves a sermon on all its own, which maybe I'll preach for you someday, but um, suffice it to say, the reason why I'm even pointing any of this out is that God, the father or, whatever, or mother, whichever pronoun you want to apply, um, the primary purpose of this expression of God is Creation. Just as a, a mother and a father, the primary purpose of a mother and father is creation of life, so is the primary purpose of God, creation. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 says, In the beginning, God, what? Created the heavens and the earth. you believe that? I believe that. Not everybody believes that. You know that, Right? There are a lot of people that don't believe that. Back in 1927, there was this scientist guy that um, came up with a new theory. And he posited that um, there was this singular event that occurred somewhere out in the, the cosmos that he described or he dubbed the Big Bang Theory. You ever heard of that? I'm not talking about the television show, by the way. <laughs> the Big Bang Theory, that's one event that happened and, and Boom! In the Big Bang, the universe began to be created. Interesting theory, isn't it? Unprovable, of course, which means it requires faith in order to believe in it. How much faith? Well, I started thinking about that this week, um, and I I thought about it this way. Imagine, I know that most of you probably, do do any of you play the lottery? Don't raise your hands, I really don't care whether you play the lottery or not. Let's just assume that y'all were going to play the lottery. I went and did some research. The average uh, odds of somebody winning a national um, lottery is 1 in 14 million. Now, that's a lot, right? There's a good chance that you're not going to win. Better chance than not that you're not going to win, right? Um, But it happens all the time. People win the lottery all the time. We see it on the news all the time. So imagine that um, you decide not just to play the the lottery one time but you're going to play it a uh, hundred times in a row and every time you play a hundred times in a row you win the lottery wouldn't that be awesome imagine wouldn't that be awesome so I sat down and I tried to because there's a lot of different um, variables that go into that more than just the the one the one in 14 million there's a lot so they I tried to read the number the the odds that would would be if you were to win the a hundred times in a row, and I, I wasn't smart enough to, to pronounce the words or whatever that number was. Just suffice it to say that it's astronomical. Impossible, really, right? Well, did you know mathematically that is more likely to happen than the theory of the Big Bang? That's science. Science mathematics says that it is more likely for you to win, for anyone to win the lottery 100 times in a row than for the theory of the Big Bang creation to actually have occurred. In other words, it would take a lot of faith to believe that. But people do. Smart people do, don't they? Which leads me to Revelation chapter 4. In Revelation chapter 4, we get a glimpse into into the throne room of God, which is pretty awesome. And there in the throne room of God, among others, are 24 elders. Now, we have no idea who these 24 elders are, but my guess is that they are the creme de la creme of humanity. Of all the people that have ever lived, these are the 24 people that have been chosen to be in the throne room of God, these 24 elders. They are the smartest, they are the strongest, they are the most godly of all the people that the world has ever known. And it says in Revelation chapter 4, verses 10 and 11, that the creme de la creme, the smartest people to have ever lived, took off their... their crowns of life and laid them at the at the foot of God's throne and proclaimed this. You alone are worthy, O God. I know I'm smart, but you alone are worthy, O God. To receive glory, honor, and power. For it's through you that all things were created and in, in because of you All things were created. Now what what difference does all that make? You've heard me kind of build a case. But really, what does all of that mean? What does it mean for us as Prairie Bible Church as we begin to explore what we believe? Well, it means two things to me. What we believe as Prairie Bible Church, what we have, what we choose to submit to, is the understanding that the world and the universe doesn't revolve around us. There's a lot of people in the world that haven't come to grips with that yet. But we choose to believe that the world and the universe does not revolve around us. And even though that we were created as intellectual beings. And by the way, God expects you to use your brains. Don't, don't When it comes to your faith, do not shift your brain into neutral. God expects you to use it. But in those moments, when, when it requires faith, when a decision that you have to make requires faith, remember that we choose to put our faith and God choose to remember that he ain't that smart. Only he is. I was uh, 21 years old and I had just graduated from college. First one in my family to ever graduate from college. That's God's honest truth. I graduated from college with a business management degree and, and I was just preparing to go on to get my master's degree in theology at a seminary in Dubuque. Uh, Seminary is like pastor school, right? And I was pretty excited about it. It's a little scared, but I was excited about it. I hadn't been a Christian for very long. Maybe just two or three years. And um, as I was preparing to begin my my next phase of my academic career, um, a friend of mine, a pastor friend of mine, came to me and he said, Craig, I need to share something with you. He was older and wiser than I and And he looked at me and he says, "Uh, um, Craig, did you know that seminary is the hardest place on earth to be a Christian? And I just looked at him just like you did, Judy. (laughs) I looked at him the very same way. I thought, dude, you're nuts. Just like you were looking at me, Craig, you're nuts. I know. Because I thought, you know, I was thinking about all these places, different places in the world where, where it's illegal to be a Christian or, you know, it's just... Whatever. You know, I was thinking, dude, what are you talking about? And he said, listen to me. Everybody thinks that that seminary or this this pastor school thing is like a greenhouse where where Christians can go in these perfect, it's the perfect growing environment for you to, to become the person that you were created to become. Bull hockey. The purpose of seminary, he told me, I just was beginning to learn and understand and I found out for myself, is the purpose for for seminary is not to coddle you as a Christian, but to challenge you. Is to present you with all the different things that the world's going to present you with to say why it's stupid to believe and to be a Christian. Because if you don't hear those things there... And you're not prepared for it there. You're going to get out into the world and people are going to start sharing these things with you and you'll look like a deer in the, in the headlights. And then he handed me a verse of scripture. He said, Before you open it, just let me tell you this. He says there's going to be moments in your life in these next few years when you're going to doubt when the things that they've shared with you, or taught you, um, caused you to think, well, I don't know what to think. I opened up this piece of paper and there's one verse on it. 1 Corinthians three nineteen, And it simply said this. The wisdom of man, the wisdom of humanity is foolishness to God. In other words, never forget, you ain't that smart, and neither are they. Only God is. There are going to be times in all of your lives when you are going to be presented with a choice. When there aren't any scientific facts by the way, have you ever noticed that oftentimes they will present scientific theory as scientific fact? Be wise enough to discern the difference, okay? There will be times in your life when you'll be presented with things and you're going to have to make a choice as to what you'll put your faith in. What we here at Prairie Bible Church are going to teach and going to embrace is that in those moments when we have to make a choice as to what we will put our faith in, we will choose to put our faith in the Creator rather than the creation. It's as simple as that. Simple, authentic Jesus. Amen? Amen. Let's pray.